What's up? What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another edition, episode number 77 of your favorite political podcast, Thinking Logically. I'm joined by the good doctor, just two dads talking politics. And uh, Joe, what's going on? Well, Mark, just like that, poof, everything we've been talking about for the past year, maybe, definitely the past six months, it's forgotten now. Everything about the Biden impeachment, the new COVID shots, the old COVID shots, the Ukraine money laundering. Remember Maui? We never got to that. Maui, the U.S. border, the fact that a former president has been gagged by a judge who wasn't even born in this country, but we'll get to that maybe later. Now, Mark, what are we talking about now? War. But there's, there's just one problem. And I'm going to go into a total rant, I guess. There's just one problem. We shouldn't be doing anything. No boots on the ground, nothing. Sending any munitions. Doing anything aside from giving humanitarian aid to both sides until we find out one thing, Mark. How in the hell this happened? Also, who knew what and and when? We're not going to dive headfirst into another Iraq and Afghanistan, or or worse, maybe, until we know all the facts first. It's it's not going to be like 9-11 where we get attacked, then proceed to invade Afghanistan and Iraq when the terrorists that carried out the attack were from Saudi Arabia. Oh, and did I mention they were trained by the CIA? We're not going to be like H.W. Bush, where we invade a country with a coalition because of a lie that babies are being taken out of incubators spiked and spiked onto the floor like a football to die. Think about how many Americans and Iraqis are dead because of the two things that I just listed. Both because of lies told to us by who? By who? Our government. There were no WMDs in Iraq. There were no babies being thrown out of incubators to die on the floor in Kuwait. Also, it's not going to be like the Gulf of Tonkin, where we find out after we send tens of thousands of our people to die in Vietnam, that the event was, hey, kind of distorted. This time, we're going to demand answers before we send our sons and daughters, this time, I guess, to fight and to die. And we're going to get answers. We're going to get answers. Remember, these people in Congress represent us. They work for us. Call them and tell them what you think. Mark, where am I going wrong here? Well, (laughs) We saw something the other night that would be, uh, that was, I think, I don't want to say on par with weapons of mass destruction, but along the lines of those babies getting taken out of incubators, and that was the, the alleged bombing of a hospital by the Israelis. Well, that was turned out to be completely fake news. This was perpetrated by, you know, media outlets across the world. World leaders <clears throat> were all saying this. The Israelis bombed this hospital. 500 are dead. This is barbaric. When, in actuality, now the intelligence is coming out and saying that it was actually a, uh, a Palestinian group in Gaza that had a misfired rocket that hit a parking lot outside of a hospital. And yet 500 people didn't die. And the hospital was still standing. After this came out that the that allegedly the Israelis bombed this hospital, Joe. 
what I saw on social media and what maybe many of you saw on social media was downright frightening. That it should scare every single one of you listening, where these people were storming the United States Embassy in Baghdad, in, I think, Jordan, uh, possibly in Lebanon, I think, as well. Um, Turkey, we're seeing protests in Turkey. The Israelis have, have told all of their citizens in Turkey to evacuate the country immediately. Things are going the wrong way. And this is going to escalate, hopefully not that much more, but there's still a chance that the Israelis are going to invade Gaza um, with a military ground invasion. So back to what you were saying, uh, this whole bombing of a hospital, we saw world leaders who were supposed to meet with President Biden in uh, Israel or in the Middle East somewhere, cancel their meetings over this alleged bombing of a hospital that turned out to be fake. Even Biden said that this was, uh, you know, that this happened. But then one by one, within 24 hours, Joe, everyone was walking back their statements on this hospital bombing. Let me, so, let, me, let me read the quote from Joe Biden because it's actually hilarious. He was, I think he was in the back of Air Force One. Uh, you got to look up the picture. First of all, he appears in front of the cameras with balls on it. I'm not lying, Mark. Balls on his chin. Looks like testicles on, on his chin. I don't know what happened. Then Tony Blinken looks like John Lovitz from The Wedding Singer. Half his face behind a curtain, creepily staring on behind him in... Kareem Jean-Pierre is like basically an offensive lineman trying to, you know, pass block reporters back as they ask questions. But Biden said Palestinians, quote, got to learn how to shoot straight after hospital blast that killed 500 people. Oh, man, I, I can't wait to see four more years of this, this administration. But the point I wanted to make, aside from, from Biden and the balls on his chin and Tony Blinken, Where'd they get the number 500? How did everyone agree on the number 500? 500 is a lot of people to be killed at a hospital. I mean, Mark, think about Heritage Valley Beaver or, or Swickley, one of the local hospitals around us. 500 people is, is like more than your census probably. 500 people killed and everyone agreed on that number? How? <laughs> Do you see how the machine works? Do you see how the lie machine works? And then they all quote the same number and it sounds like real news. Look, you want to go back to 2015. Donald Trump, wow, was he not lying when he said they're fake news? Wow. 500. Yep. And they all agreed on it. And it ended up 500. being fake. It ended up being, it ended being fake. fake. And you know what? A, a parking lot got bombed. I could use my brain and I could say, well, you know, these supposedly Hamas uses these pipes that they get from Israel that are supposed to be for, for water. And they make missiles out of them, which, you know, it's you could do that more. You can improvise. So it wouldn't be that outlandish to think that maybe one of these water pipe missiles could have like an issue and flounder back into the ground, maybe maybe killing or hurting people. It turns out <clears throat> was in a parking lot and no one, I don't yeah. think, died. You, you got to wonder even was this intentional to make it seem like worse than it was? The whole story is crazy. And then when you, you parlay that with the 40 beheaded babies, that was a lie? 40 beheaded babies. Listen, uh, we know that these people are savage animals that uh, 
that are attacking that that are make up of Hamas. I mean, these are uh, terror groups. But to behead forty babies, you have to be some sort of possessed demon to want to do that. I'm not saying I'm not ruling it out and saying they're not capable of doing that. But to come out here and say that they beheaded forty babies, oh my gosh! But and do, do they do it all at the same time? Do they do one baby at a time? Is it every yeah. baby at once? Are, are their mothers just holding? The, I, I'd like to know more. We need to know more because that's kind of like the most savage thing ever. That is Genghis Khan shit. Okay. Yeah, but according to according to Biden, this is the commander in chief of the United States of America, supposed to be number one. Hey, we're top of the world, number one country. This, he said he's seen pictures of it. Let, let's listen. I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever. Anyway. I, uh, he has to have someone in his ear going, what the what are you doing? Shut up! <laughs> well, two I'm things. <clears throat> they, they, want, they want to keep the and as my 11 month old daughter wakes up in her crib from her nap they have to keep the military industrial complex happy they have to keep feeding the war machine we didn't see any wars under trump for four years why why was that joe because he's not bought off and lobbied by the military industrial complex you know and every president we've seen from going back to H.W. Bush to Clinton to George Bush, Barack Obama, and now Joe, Joe Biden. They have all been a part of some sort of war because war is good business, Joe. War is good business for these companies like General Dynamics, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, Boeing. They get a lot of money. They get a lot of money from these defense contracts. Without war, where are these defense contracts coming from? Or maybe they're still there, but maybe they're not as much. Now, they want to put $100 billion on the table, $60 billion of that going to Ukraine, $40 billion going to humanitarian aid for both Gaza and Israel, and, wild card, the southern border. Yet, let's give Ukraine the bulk of that money, the majority of it, that $100 billion. Yeah, that'll do a lot of good. Um, the second thing I wanted to mention, I just watched a video earlier on Instagram with Isabel Young from Vice News. I don't know if it's now defunct Vice News or whatever. She was interviewing the leader of Hamas abroad. The leader from Hamas abroad, they were basically saying in this video that all of the rockets and all the missiles they're shooting from Gaza are not even guided missiles. They are just shooting them off into Israel without any sort of Satellite precision guided, anything like that. Just shoot them off. Boom, boom, boom. One after another. And they're basically hitting, you know, indiscriminate targets. So <clears throat> that's the that's the difference in the in the military um, ability, sh- shall we say, of the Israelis backed by the United States against this rogue terror group, Hamas. Um, so I don't know whether invading Gaza is a good idea, um, for the Israeli ground troops. I, I mean, what's taking so long? What's, this, is right. to, this is supposed to already, I mean, look, urban war, urban warfare house to house like that is the toughest 
tough, tough. It's the toughest. Okay. There's no question about that as far as casualty wise. So I can understand maybe you're training people because from what I understand that you have the Israeli defense force, then you have like a largely volunteer army from, from what I understand, you know? So I don't know, but it's taking yeah, a long uh, time. Is it not? I don't know what the, what the uh, objective is for invading Gaza. When you have most of the, from what we've been told, most of the 2 million residents are like under 18 children. Um, so what's the objective of, of invading Gaza on, a, on the ground? Um, are you looking to basically break up Hamas, um, wipe out some leaders, take out their tunnel network? I don't know. But we are seeing now a humanitarian corridor being set up with the, what do they call it, Joe? I think it's the Rafah crossing from Egypt, which is on the southern border between Gaza and Egypt. Um, and there is supposedly going to be some sort of either evacuation where people can evacuate into Egypt or some humanitarian aid can at least flow from Egypt into Gaza to get these people whatever they need. Um, so I don't know, like, where, where we stand with this whole thing, you know. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of damage done already. What's the next step? Um, they've already taken out some senior leadership of Hamas, the network. Um, we've seen the, the King of Jordan saying, no refugees. We are not taking in any refugees from Gaza into our country. Egypt said, we don't want refugees here, uh, Gaza refugees in our country either. But you know who said we'll take those refugees? Nikki Haley. Hey, we'll take you. All you one million Gaza refugees, we'll take you here in the United States. Joe, what are we doing? A, a million. She put two commas. Two commas. <clears throat> Why not just say 900,000? Just, just so like how, the, how car dealers do to make it look like it's a lot less. Why not just say 950,000? Why do a million? Why add the second comma? She's supposed to be... She's supposed to be a Republican candidate for president. I mean, right? It's it's hard to tell with this uniparty anymore. But what what's going on? A million here in the country after we just took in probably ten million south of the border. Hey, what's another million of of, of Palestinians that probably hate the United States? Nah, are we vet, are we vetting these people? How many have we taken from Afghanistan? Are, are we vetting these people? First of all, hold on this. Let's, 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 let's bring this up right now. Let's bring this up right now. So what about Americans coming home? This is, this is funny. This is from, I don't know who, uh, the Metterge man on, on X. U.S. State Department tells citizens stuck in Israel. It may help them evacuate, but only if they sign a permissory note, meaning they have to pay, right? Yeah, they have to pay it back to the United States government. What kind of so, sick, deranged policy is that? Well, wait a minute. This Biden administration has left people stranded in like five countries. I forget what the, the one country was at the very beginning, which, okay, we won't blame him for that. Then you had <clears throat> Afghanistan. Then you have, what was the South Africa, the African country. Now you have this. There's like four or five. Americans are just, are the Americans from Afghanistan home yet? In breaking Biden, uh, they think that there were, and I don't know why. When I read this, I'm like, why are there this many? They said that there were like upwards of like 10,000 Americans in Afghanistan. And they think there's still like over 1,000 left there. They I'm think, thinking, why are there so many Americans in Afghanistan to begin with? I mean, are they still contractors still working over there? Crazy. By the way, how many you haven't bought Breaking Biden you... yet. Get Breaking Biden. Oh, oh. That, it's bad. 
it, I mean, another country, another democracy could fall. And then another country where we, Joe Biden has left Americans stranded in. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know where all this is going. I mean, we, we know that Israel wants to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. We know that Hamas wants to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. I think what Hamas is trying to do ultimately is provoke the Israelis into a larger scale war where they suck them into Gaza and then Hezbollah in Iran join the fight. And because you know that they are just waiting on the sidelines, waiting to jump in because this is what they've been waiting for to engage in a war with Israel, to destroy them. That is my thought. We know that the Iranians are backing Hamas. Um, as again, Isabel Young in this interview asked the leader of Hamas abroad what kind of support they received from Iran. He said that's a private matter. The Iranians want to engage with the Israelis and possibly the Americans. If they were to do this, I mean, what would this say for a larger scale war in the Middle East involving the United States and Iran? We have two aircraft carriers, Joe, with 8,000 men each, 8,000 sailors, I should say, 40 aircraft on each one with three other uh, ships along with these strike groups. What is, is, you're is, talking about 30,000 people probably in total. Yeah. What, if, what if the Iranians decide, well, fuck it. Let's, let's shoot at it. Let's, let's, let's hit an aircraft carrier. I mean, don't say it can't happen. If, if for some reason a plane would fly into an aircraft carrier and they would find the person's visa or their passport or something and it would be Iranian, I, I, I don't know. That seems like the most plausible yeah. thing. Not to make, not to joke around about it, but we just have to throw that, that in there every time. Uh, Hezbollah Mark, wants to, Hezbollah is just waiting. And Hezbollah is a much more advanced um, fighting force than Hamas. Hamas is just more like an aggravator, it seems like. And I just feel like they're trying to provoke the Israelis into something, something much bigger. They know they can't defeat Israel on a large scale war. So what's the, what's the objective? That's what makes it so weird. Okay, follow me here. Because we kind of got ahead of ourselves. And I mean, it's no fault of ours. Everyone does. But we never really figure out, hey, what started this whole thing? Just like I said in the beginning. This is from Colonel Douglas McGregor on, um, on X. It is inconceivable that Israel, the Israelis had no ready forces position in the south and the north to deal with the potential violence on the anniversary of 1973. For Israel, this is deadly serious. If Hezbollah sits this out, the IDF will systematically crush Gaza. However, serious attacks from southern Lebanon will stretch the IDF ground force to the limit. Egypt will be unable to sit it out. Jordan may fall apart under the pressure of internal unrest. In short, the world could change dramatically. And then clandestine comments, hard to believe this happened. Then when you combine the fact they were warned by Egyptian and U.S. intelligence and ignored it, Foul play may be at work here. And uh, I think it's a friendly time to remind everyone that uh, I believe it was Israel's prime minister in 96, was it? That was assassinated. He was kind of for peace with Palestine. So throw, yeah. that, in. throw that in there at all. Um, but we're forgetting, we're forgetting what, what started. Like I said, Egypt knew for at least three days, probably longer now. Um, this is from uh, Representative McCall. 
We heard from the administration. There seems to have been a failure of intelligence as well. And we're not quite sure how we missed it. We're not quite sure how Israel missed it. We know that it, it, Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event, event like this could happen. We know that this had been planned perhaps as long as a year ago. Yeah. Again, we're not doing anything as a country until we figure out how we got here. We're not going to dive head first, like I said in the beginning. We can't. Number one, we can't afford it. Num- number two, I mean, you're, you're talking about people's lives here. Are we really going to do it again? And, and Mark, you, you saw that happen. And then they immediately went into like everything with children, babies being beheaded, hospital getting hit, all, all this stuff. Why do they always use children for the narrative, to push the narratives, whether it's COVID deaths, gun violence, world hunger, even Ukraine. Remember, they struck the maternity hospital, supposedly Russia, that ended up being a lie. They did not strike a maternity hospital. And the one woman was actually an Instagram model. Uh, Let's not forget, in Afghanistan, we drone struck a family and killed seven children by mistake. And there was no accountability for that. No, nothing at all. Double standard. Can you see it, Mark? That was another point in breaking Biden. They said no one was even held accountable for that. No one even lost their jobs over that over that killing of that family. Over children being killed. I mean, family. imagine that. Yep. And and not, not to mention they they got what? How many Americans killed? And then he comes. They they come back in in, in body bags <laughs> and he's looking at his watch on the tarmac. And it's like, yeah. hey, where's our media? The reason they they always talk about the babies is because it's it, it that. That, you know, is like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Eviscerate some sort of like major emotion within people, you know, like they, they, they beheaded babies. They killed these babies. You know, we have to get, we have to get revenge. So, um, and Shapiro, you want pictorial proof of dead Jewish babies? Here it is. You pathetic Jew haters. Israel will minimize civilian casualties, but Israel will not allow the pieces of human shit who did this to live every ounce of blood spilled in gaza is on hamas and there's a picture of a supposed dead burned baby but then you go to the community notes and this image was published by the israeli government this picture is digitally altered it's not a baby but a perfectly healthy dog which also makes me sad um the, they are not real i mean yeah you don't know what's real so we're not <clears throat> doing anything until we figure out in this quote-unquote fog of war um, what, how this happened and what's actually going on. We're not going to, we're not going to do this with, like we did with Ukraine. Like they've been wrong on everything, Ukraine, COVID, everything. Um, yeah. And then when you realize the people that are reporting Mark, like the AP, this is from Jack Posobiec. Remember when the AP said they were bombed by the IDF in Gaza, but then it turned out that the AP was operating out of a known Hamas headquarters and suddenly everyone stopped talking about it. Weird. And I do remember that. That was a few years ago. Well, uh, as we were talking about before we got on here, uh, there were a couple of headlines on Real Clear Politics that I wanted to mention here. This is from, I'm just going to read the headline. Representative Rashida Tlaib to Joseph Biden. We will remember you saying nothing about Israel bombing Gaza hospitals. Well, okay. Um, I think he did mention something, you know, but. And he was wrong. He can't, do, he can't do anything right. Yeah. And then it says here, Biden to Israel, don't be consumed by rage 
air quotes, and repeat America's, quotes, mistakes after 9-11. I told you before, but it's probably right. This might be the most correct thing the man's ever said, the most factual thing he's ever said. Well, what mistakes? Uh, can, we, can we get a journalist to follow up and say, well, specifically, sir, what <laughs> mistakes? Yeah. And then Ari Fleischer. Who the hell does Biden think he is telling the Israelis not to be consumed by rage? Well, give a point, but just don't make the same mistakes as the United States did after 9-11, um, which is getting us into a, maybe a 20-year war. I would say that's a pre- pretty large mistake, um, if you ask me, but um, what do I know? But um, So those are just a couple headlines that, that, um, you know, that I wanted to, to pass along uh, regarding this, so. Uh, we'll see where this all goes, you know, pray that this doesn't get any worse and this doesn't escalate any further between the Iranians and well, some other players in the well, middle. Hold on. You're getting, you're getting ahead of yourself, Mark. It already escalated worse and it escalated worse in this country. Not only do we have events going on at colleges, like, like I said, last episode, this is different than Ukraine because you didn't see anyone flying Russian flags. You're going to see people that are pro Palestinian people that are pro Israel, maybe even some crazy people that are pro Hamas. But it's, it's not only at our colleges, Mark, but we got an insurrection going on at the Capitol while we're trying to elect the Speaker of the House. There, we got pro-Palestinian crowds inside and outside the U.S. Capitol. Mark, they're interfering in a congressional, what was the term they used on January 6th? The three people in jail for? A congressional, um, not ceremony. Proceeding. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Proceeding. I mean, we got to get a Speaker of the House elected here. And we can't do that with people inside the Capitol. Marjorie Taylor Greene was was uh, was right in the middle of that whole thing yesterday. I mean, we had people that were storming, I think it was the Cannon uh, the Cannon office building that, that houses the House of Representatives um, offices where, I mean, and then I, I don't want to, did they actually storm the Capitol or was it the Cannon uh, House of Representatives building, the Cannon House building? Either way. Um, it was a, it was a it was an insurrection. I mean, we had three hundred people get arrested. Are they going to serve, you know, four, five, six years in jail, like some of these other people? How about how about the guy that made memes of Hillary Clinton? He's going to get seven months in jail. You're lucky. You're not going to jail because you were on the forefront of making memes back during COVID. So yes. you should you huh? should be you should be lucky. You're not uh, in the same boat as him. I just went to social media jail. That was it. Luckily, I just went yeah. to social media jail. But uh, I got an unpopular opinion about all this. The pro-Palestinian crowd that's, you know, waving ceasefire and sitting on the floor. Let them go. Fine. That, that, it, looks pe- it looks mostly peaceful to me. This is how peaceful protests are supposed to work. Now, are there any government agents in this crowd? Probably not. So when you go back to January 6th and you compare, if you take out the agents that are, it, it just it raises so many more questions. Like, I don't think anyone in this pro-Palestinian crowd should go to jail for five years over this. Just like I don't think that 99.9% of the people that were prosecuted for January 6th, the people that didn't break any windows or do anything like that, just walking inside the Capitol, shouldn't get 87 months like a young mother just got. I think she has three or four kids, and they sentenced her. She was facing 96 months, and I think she got four years, nine months, or something like that. Four years, nine months, because she was in the Capitol on, on January 6th. Yes. And even if, even if she broke doors, like, okay, all right, heavy fire, five years away from your family. And then we don't, we can't get, you can't get any information about how many feds were in the crowd 
or Ukrainian spies, which there were one or two. We have photo evidence of that. Yeah, uh, we have it. We saw an insurrection yesterday. So we'll see what these people get. Probably disorderly conduct. I don't think they probably won't get much more than that. Maybe resisting arrest. I uh, saw a couple of those people on social media yesterday. So They might get a medal uh, of freedom. <laughs> and have to wear a mask while they get it. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever happened to COVID coming back? I don't know. Maybe they By realized the it wouldn't work, and, and so they switched to war. I mean, we've, we've already said this. We've already said, like, eventually, Wait. the next narrative, if it fails, they move on to the next one. Wait. I mean, what? COVID was supposed to be back. As of like last month, there was supposed to be a surge and uptick in COVID cases. And all of a sudden, it's gone. Just there's no hand-to-hand fighting. That's why they're firing the missiles. They're staying six, six, six feet apart. There's just no what? hand-to-hand. <laughs> I just thought about that. That's, that's interesting. And don't forget that before they said COVID was coming back, they found a Chinese lab in California making COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of China, you know, you, you know, Taiwan's going to be up next with this, this awful response from Biden and him. Uh, I mean, he, he, what was it called? A men in black, the chin, the chin Valians or something. Chin Nuttians. Yeah. I, I can't remember, but he looked like one of those people. <laughs> anyway, uh, pro-Palestinian right, what... child interfering in a congressional proceeding. What proceeding was that, Mark? Great transition. The Speaker of the House. Who's going to be the next Speaker still going on? Um, We had Kevin McCarthy outed. By the way, if anyone's interested, the first two episodes of 2023, I think it was, we talk about the Speaker. And boy, Mark, I don't know if you went back and listened. Boy, did we nail that. We pretty much, I I called Kevin McCarthy being a a, a freaking snake and said I didn't trust him. And sure enough, 10 months later, no subpoenas. He didn't keep very many promises. So we're at now, I think, on the third vote right now about to happen. Uh, Jim Jordan, I think, had 199 yesterday. Maybe he lost one or two from the first time. But no one's budging. Before I go into my thoughts about patience, what do you think, Mark? What do you think about this? What's going on here? I mean, why why do you have Republicans voting for, like, John Boehner and Lee Zeldin for Speaker of the House? You know that they're not going to win. Why are you casting your vote, a meaningless vote, for Lee Zeldin, who we like, but lost to Kathy Hochul, or John Boehner, or Steve Scalise, who withdrew his name? And even voted, I mean, for, how, even voted for Jim Jordan. But go ahead. How dysfunctional can, you, can one party get? This is what I don't like, Joe. You don't say the Democrat. The Democrats would never do this. They are so unified when it comes to everything, and they're so in lockstep with, with their entire party, their entire caucus. The Republicans are dysfunctional. That is the number one adjective you could use to describe their caucus in the House of Representatives is dysfunctional. I mean, come on. Mike Kelly from Erie voting? He said he has, he has nothing to do with Jim Jordan. I'm just casting my vote for, I think he voted for uh, Steve Scalise. He said because Steve Scalise should, should have a full vote on the floor, and uh, that's why he was voting for Steve Scalise. I mean, Steve Scalise voted for Jim Jordan. <laughs> I mean, who's whipping the votes in the House? 
I mean, how, how I'm surprised. And I don't know if this happened. We'll probably never know, but I wonder if Trump made phone calls to those holdouts that won't vote for Jim Jordan to say, Hey, you know, I wonder if Trump was, was used as a whip in this situation. This is a bad look for MAGA, a bad look for America first. If we can't get our own speaker in there, Joe, what does that say? Um, what's plan B? Jim Jordan, how many votes are we going to have? He's already been through two. Kevin McCarthy went 14 rounds. What's it going to take? Who's going to broker some sort of deal? I don't see Jim Jordan backing down from this. I don't see Jim Jordan saying, oh, I'm going to withdraw my name. They need to get their, for lack of a better word, shit together quick. Because this is a bad, bad look for America first. Joe. What I say, the Freedom Caucus, whoever's involved in that, Jim Jordan, they have time on their side. So I say take your time. Let it go 15 again. Let it go 17. Let it go 21. Let it go 50. I don't don't care. The Democrats... And the neocons, rhinos, whatever you want to call them, they need a continuing resolution to fund their money laundering schemes. Oh, you got to hold on. Eventually, they're going to break. Eventually, they're going to break. And don't forget what we got, like 40 days left before the last continuing resolution runs out, Mark? We have time more. Just let this go another week or two. They will start panicking. They might over Matt Gates at that point or Trump. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, they're definitely not going to do that. But... They will love Jim Jordan in a week. I'm telling you. They will love him in a week. Or, or they're going to have to break and vote for Hakeem. Like, what, what's their other option? You see how they're like, boom, 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 checkmated everywhere they go? Are they going to vote for Hakeem Jeffries? Are the Democrats going to dare vote for some Republican they want? And then it's going to be kind of obvious that concessions were made and back doors. This isn't how Washington's supposed to work. This isn't how our founding fathers set it up. And like, like we said, I think the first or second episode this year, we need to bring back Jeffersonian democracy and Jacksonian democracy. Time's which on our side. is what? Which, which is what? For those listening. Um, so Jeffersonian democracy, that's, that's based on small gov- smaller is better. Okay. So small government. Um, yes. Like that. Um, Jacksonian democracy was came after much more extreme. Okay. But it did some great things. I think the number one thing it did was voting rights to anyone. I I don't know if it was what, what the voting age was, but it, it, you didn't have to own land to vote. I don't think anymore. Um, well, let me, let me ask you this. What if they what if they propose a more moderate candidate for speaker? And what if the Freedom Caucus then holds out? And then, so then, what do you do? This is how this this is how it's supposed to work. I, I, yeah. Like, <sighs> oh wait, breaking news! Breaking news: Fetterman breaks with progressive allies in rejecting calls for an Israel-Hamas ceasefire. Breaking news as of 25 minutes ago. Uh, <clears throat> we'll read here the first couple of parents, or just read you guys some of these highlights. U.S. Senator John Fetterman is rebuffing calls by some progressive Democrats, including Representative Summer Lee, 
for a ceasefire in the war between Israel and Hamas, which has been designated a terrorist group by the United States. Um, let's see here. Basically, they, they, they give Fetterman a, a quote here. Uh, Fetterman also took aim at some of his fellow Democrats who blamed Israel for the hospital bombing. It's truly disturbing that members of Congress rushed to blame Israel for the hospital tragedy in Gaza. Who would take the word of a group of, of, of a group that just massacred innocent Israeli civilians over our key ally? Which he was said he was responding to an earlier tweet from Rashida Tlaib. Wow. Okay. They, well, they're, they're, you just... You... You just said about how the Democrats always stay lockstep, at least in the House. I'll give you that. But it appears John Fetterman, of all people, has broke away. Yeah. Um, Summer Lee uh, from Swissville was one of four House Democrats who earlier this week introduced a resolution calling for an immediate ceasefire in the war. Well, I mean, I can't say that she's wrong either. You know? Let's just put it this way for those people listening out there. You have a chance to vote next, about a year from now, 13 months from now. If you want people to stop dying, there's only one choice that you're going to have. And that is Donald J. Trump. If you want people to stop dying. So... Yeah, that's it. That's interesting here uh, that this was a made a headline uh, here in the Post Gazette, Pittsburgh Post Gazette. So, um, basically, you know, when we're talking about breaking, rejecting calls for an Israel Hamas ceasefire, basically, Fetterman is saying now is the time to talk about a ceasefire. We must support Israel in their efforts to eliminate the Hamas terrorists who slaughtered innocent men, women, and children. Hamas does not want peace; they want to destroy Israel. We could talk about a ceasefire after Hamas is neutralized. So for all those that voted for Fetterman, to summarize, Fetterman is pro-war, pro-sending people. To get, <laughs> that, eventually, that's what it's going to evolve into. Watch. You're right. You're right. But you know what? The media won't spin it that way. Nope. Because the media has is in the back pocket of these Democrats. You and, know, so. and before we get back to Jacksonian and Jeffersonian democracy, I want to make one point about Fetterman. He sound, he, he that, that photo came out where he looked completely different, and now he sounds a little bit better. I'm just saying it's weird. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. He sounds a lot better. He does, he does sound a lot better. It's weird. Um, but back to what I was saying about the Freedom Caucus, Joe. What if the Freedom Caucus, what if they present another candidate for speaker and the Freedom Caucus just holds out like what they're doing to Jim Jordan? Now what? Then it, it, it goes round and round. Like I said, we have time. Eventually, someone's going to break. We have time on our side because they need the money. They need the continuing resolution. And speaking of this whole, like, any person can call um, for uh, to, to call for the removal. It only takes one House member like Gates did to call for the removal of the House Speaker. I believe that that was one of the proponents of Jacksonian democracy. As, as well as yeah. another thing we've been saying about the central banks, Mark, and how the Fed just prints money whenever. The, the main thing, I believe, was the opposition to, to central banking. Uh, Jackson's quoted as saying, the bank is trying to kill me, but I will kill it. And I guess he did so in the end. Well, that's a good segue, Joe, um, because speaking of banks, I sent you a video the other day. You said, remind me 
when we record next of Janet Yellen saying that the Amer- United States of America can support financially two wars. Joe, you want to play that for our audience? Um, wait, I don't have it. Cue it up, Mark. Okay. Well, cue it I up. Thought I, I thought I did. Try and... We need a producer. Does anyone out there want to be a, a producer here for the Thinking Logically podcast? Please email us, thinkinglogicallypodcast at gmail.com if you're interested in being our producer. At least to handle some of these some of these tasks. But yeah, it's, it's we have enough money. We can just print it, Mark. We don't know why, because yeah. our going back to Jeffersonian democracy, Jacksonian democracy, our money is not really backed by anything mm-hmm. except for a printer, and I guess I guess you could say faith and 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 also maybe oil. Even though we really don't produce oil anymore, uh, Jackson Jackson actually himself, he always said, gold and silver. The currency should be backed by gold and silver, not just faith. Yeah. So. Uh, you asked for some things about Jacksonian and Jeffersonian democracy. There it is right there. It'd be nice if we could get back to some of those things and the, 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 the election thing. Before, it was just people that own property would vote. After? Yeah. Come on. Where are we at here? So the Speaker okay. of the House, like I said, time is on their side. Just just hold out. Just hold out and see what happens. Let it go to 17. Let it go to at least 17 or 21. Something. Um, what else do we have here? Go ahead, Joe. Take it away because while, while I'm preparing a bottle. Okay. So other other news in the House and Senate. Bob Menendez was indicted. And he's accused of acting as, you guessed it, a foreign agent, according to a superseding indictment filed by a federal grand jury in Manhattan. And I believe the superseding indictment says that he, Men- Menendez, provided sensitive U.S. government information and took other steps that secretly aided the government of Egypt, which, oddly enough, is in the news because they supposedly tipped off Israel about a Hamas attack three days to a week before it happened. Sure, nothing related at all. Um, So now he faces charges accusing him of working for a foreign government. Hilarious. Um... They wanted him to step down. He refused to step down. Mark, do you have any any comments on, on on this story at all? Or if we'll get any answers on, hey, it's Egypt. Egypt's also in the news. Anything there. Keep in mind, this is also the guy that replaced uh, Biden on one of the Senate committees. I can't remember which one. It's escaping my mind. Sorry. No, I just think it's hilarious that they, they call for these senators like Bob Menendez to step down when they... In reality, they know that that is literally never going to happen. Why would he step down? These senators come in there, these congressmen, they go in there making $180,000 a year. And yet, by the time they leave the halls of the Capitol, uh, their personal wealth has, like, done 100x. So, why, why would anyone... Why would anyone step down or intentionally, voluntarily leave their seat when they are literally just enriching themselves? So, and then that's all I have on Bob Menendez. But well, once you step down, you lose all your power, and then you're just you're just a sitting duck. Yeah, and you you have nothing useful to whoever was paying you. So if you truly are guilty, you can't resign. And if you're innocent, I guess you can't resign either. 
So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's one big power trip. I All just, right, so I, let's move. I just oh, find no, hilarious that e- e- no Egypt is the country, and like no one's thinking, "Hey, it's Egypt." It's, and it wasn't Biden also accused of the same thing. Anyway, let's move on. It's football season, so we're gonna cover the groomers. <laughs> this is speaking of the groomers. We haven't had a fastest two minutes in politics, Joe, and we're on like week seven of the NFL. I know. I I, I got to get one for next week. I've just been very, very, very busy. If anyone, if anyone listening can believe that. <laughs> the hunt for the Red October, Joe. Uh, what do you have here in Philly? So, this is from Greg Price. Josh Kruger, the left-wing Philly journalist who was murdered in his home last week by 19-year-old Robert Davis, had been in a sexually rela- sexual relationship with him starting when Davis was 15 and had threatened to post sexually explicit photos of him online per the family. Now, it also claims that he got this young man addicted to, I don't know if it was crack or meth. He would smoke crack with him and maybe use that to control them. But this is, this is grooming, Mark. And I believe this is from a guy who, oh, I can't find the quote. He, he said something about, can't find it. I apologize. Oh yeah, here it is. Um, no, this I, I can't can't find it. But everyone's commenting earlier days ago how Senator John Fetterman, for example, a devastating loss. Josh cared deeply about Philly and fiercely advocated for the most vulnerable communities through his journalism. He will be sorely missed. Yeah, John, vulnerable communities. He took advantage of them and supposedly statutory rape. Giselle, this wasn't Giselle, this wasn't the same person that got was killed. On the street while his girlfriend watched, and then she wouldn't no. come in. No, that, that was in New York, stabbed. right? Yes, that was in New York, I believe. And he was stabbed, um, stabbed in the neck or something. This guy was shot. I think we either covered this in like disclose or we missed it because we were on our two week break. But uh, yeah, he was grooming a kid. And I don't know, years later, the kid kills him. I don't know how long the sexual relationship was going on for. Also, to be noted that. John Fetterman also chased a black man with a shotgun. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to wrap up with Cocaine Cowboys? We haven't forgotten okay. about the story. Uh, it's not let me play the video, but um, I guess I guess at a it was at West Palm. Yeah, it was West Palm Beach at a speech. Trump suggested that Biden is given cocaine to, quote, liven up. So it makes you wonder, Mark, <laughs> was the cocaine found in the library that was supposedly was Hunter Biden's, not Hunter Biden's, it was really Joe Biden's all along? I mean, he does always have, like, a really dry mouth, it seems. He's always, like, doing that when he talks. And, and there's times where he seems, like, ultra-focused, almost like we always say he's on Adderall. And there's times where you saw him in the back of the plane with them balls on his chin, like I said yesterday, and he just looks like he's coming down off it or, or needs it. Listen, all I'm saying is he doesn't come across as someone who is using cocaine. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Could be wrong, but he doesn't strike me as someone who uh, – he doesn't. He doesn't sniff, though, Joe. He doesn't sniff. He doesn't. He doesn't like lick his lick his lips. 
I don't know. Again, could be wrong, but who knows? Um, I think he's on Adderall, though, for sure at times. I was thinking about uh, – he has to be. I was thinking about this. You know, he's, what, 80 years old. He flew all the way to the Middle East on Air Force One, which from Washington, D.C., is probably a good 10 hours at least. And then he was there for, like, I don't even know, what, a day, if that? Not, not even. He – and then, and did you see did you see him with uh Bibi Netanyahu at the whatever it was press conference meeting? He was falling asleep and he hadn't read from the note card the entire time. Yeah. This is a guy supposed to be vigorous. And then, and then turned around and came home. I mean, that is a lot for anyone to handle. Uh I mean, I flew to Italy last year for basically a weekend. And that was eight hours. I got there on a Friday and turned around and came home on a Monday. Um, and, and that wasn't so bad. But, you know, to be in a place like that, to fly 10 hours, you're 80 years old for like, just say a day and then turn around and fly back home. You know. He can't sleep on the plane. He can't take a nap on the freaking plane. Oh, I'm sure he has, an ex- he, has a, he has a bedroom on the plane. He probably has, you like, know, he might have a coffin on there too. probably does but you know that time change can can wear on you a little bit um let's just wrap up talking about some things going on on disclose uh not related to um the war uh in israel and gaza uh germany calls on its citizens to leave lebanon now okay why would they be calling on people to be leaving lebanon joe are they gonna have to pay for it number one and number two, I guess I guess things are going to start escalating. Yeah. Hey, we're going to give uh, Ukraine a hundred and some billion dollars, but we're going to make you pay uh, to fly back home. Reimburse us to fly back home uh, from Israel. That's like what the mafia uh, does. We'll, we'll cover the cost, but you're going to pay us back plus 10 points on the big. <laughs> Sick. Hundreds of stocks halted at the London Stock Exchange following a system incident. All right. Uh, former Trump attorney Sidney Powell pleads guilty in Georgia election case. Powell's taking a plea deal. She will avoid jail time and get about six years of probation, pay 2700 bucks in restitution, and must testify truthfully against her co-defendants. Joe, you're um, a big Sidney Powell, Linwood proponent. Linwood, Linwood, Linwood was one of the most interesting ones. A little bit crazy, but wow, was he interesting. Uh Sidney Powell seemed the more definitely the more normal of the two. I mean, I don't know. Remember the whole thing with 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 Tucker? Tucker had it on like a day or two after the election, and it, it, it went a little bit south. I mean, she's been saying that the election's been stolen for how many years? It's kind of sad to see her plead guilty and not fight it, but I can't wait to see what she says under oath. This is going to be interesting. Right. This is what we asked for to finally introduce all the evidence in court, have it all introduced in court. I think yeah. we're going to get that chance. Um, Trump, Biden is sending $100 million to the Palestinians. Right now, it's totally inappropriate. Just just uh, million, Trump's right? Because, outside of- because I, I also heard $100 billion was, was going to yeah. Ukraine and Israel. 
Yeah. Wait a minute. So we're, was... we're funding both. We're, are we funding both sides? And they're just announcing it. Hey, we're going to give money to both. I know the two sides you're fighting, but we're going to give money to both is the Israeli Defense Force and uh, the Palestinians to keep this fight going. Am I hearing this correctly? Well, I, I don't know if that's humanitarian aid. Can't be military. Okay, but why would they, but, why would but they be supposedly, Why would the Israelis? Go ahead. Well, supposedly they use the humanitarian aid, like 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 water pipes for missiles. So anything yeah. you give them, if you, like, okay, picture this: it's 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 1945. Uh, Germany's in total war with with Russia and whoever else. If you give Germany something, they're going to use it for war. Yeah, I just can't see the Israelis being okay with the United States giving. Uh, military aid to the Palestinians to the tune of $100 million. I just can't see that happening. But who cares if they'll care at all? Because they didn't care when Egypt said, hey, by the way, they're going to attack you in three days. <laughs> Even your daughter sees it. Yeah. She's excited. She's worked up. Just stop oil disciples switched from climate change protest to blocking the transport of asylum seekers in the United Kingdom. They tried to block the first... Ass- <laughs> they tried to block the first asylum seekers from returning to the Bibby Stockholm barge two months after it was evacuated after Legionella was found on board. They managed to temporarily halt the coach, which had about 30 migrants on board. Uh, what? Where was this at? So they're trying to block the transport of asylum seekers in the United Kingdom. It's the United Kingdom, okay. Ah. <laughs> uh... Kamala Harris, yes, I just did do DEI. <laughs> what? Wait, what? That's what she said. Yes, I just did do DEI. Cackling what Kamala. Is, what is? Don't know what that means. I don't even know either. But she is the most cringe politician that has ever served the United States of America. You will miss Joe Biden so much. Half a heartbeat away, she is. Maybe a quarter yep. heartbeat. Victoria, this is a good one. I had to laugh when I saw this. Victoria's Secret is returning to its, quote, sexy roots after attempting to rebrand as a more inclusive, quote, woke retailer, resulted in lower sales, reports state. <laughs> Victoria's Secret going back to sexiness after woke push saw sales plummet. Yeah, I mean, let's... when are they going to learn? I, I get it. Like, not not everyone could be a perfect ten model, but like, healthy, healthy. Yeah. Just uh, about this. Even the ones that are too skinny, it it, you, it should be made like. You, you shouldn't want to be like overweight and stuff like that. I understand it happens to some people, but like, it shouldn't be. Uh, no man, I'm just I'm glad Bring they're going back, back to the fashion show. I'm I'm glad they're going back to their roots. Yeah, yes. now bring back the fashion show in December. Um, you're going to like this one. Uh, study finds presence of billions to hundreds of billions of DNA molecules per dose in both Pfizer and Moderna mRNA injections against COVID. Does that, well, does anyone even care about that? Honestly, it seems like every couple weeks or every couple months, something comes out where it's like, Hey, if I took, if I took that shot, I'd be like a little bit a little bit nervous or we want to know like, like more. And it's like, no one seems to care. Like it never goes anywhere. So it's like, it's, you know, ah, boy. Uh, tonight, uh, president Biden to address the nation from the Oval office, 8 PM. 
He will be discussing our response to Hamas's terrorist attacks against Israel and Russia's ongoing brutal war against Ukraine. This is going to be interesting to watch because, number one, he for sure has sundowners. Dementia, too. And also, he just, I don't know what time he got back from the Middle East, Israel, yesterday, but he, he can't be that fresh. We'll just, we'll say that. Yeah. So the fact that he, honestly, all joking aside, I wonder if it was already recorded. Uh, I don't know if that's how Oval Office addresses work. I mean, it could. You could be right. That, that's I never thought about that. Um, Oval Office addresses don't happen too often. These are usually reserved for, uh, you know, my fellow Americans. Significant, yeah, yeah, significant events. Um, next one here, we're going to read. So we just saw we read that Germany is calling on its citizens to leave Lebanon now. And now how about this one, Joe? <clears throat> Saudi Arabia calls on its citizens to leave Lebanon immediately. Well, at least, uh, at, least cheaper, at least they'll have a cheaper ticket, plane ticket back to Saudi Arabia than back to the United States, I guess. Yeah. Are they, yes. Do they know something that we don't know? Is something larger going to happen? Is Hamas based in, I think, Lebanon going to join in on the fight here against the Israelis? Something's, something's up because it's like one giant pause. Supposedly it was the most Israelis were ever killed since 73 or maybe ever since the Holocaust even. Yeah. And uh, giant, one giant pause. And all we have is like fake news coming out of babies dying. No small arms fire. No invasion of the Gaza Strip. Just patience and waiting, which is mm-hmm. odd to me. Biden announces $100 million of new U.S. funding for humanitarian assistance. In both Gaza and the West Bank. So that goes back to what Trump said yesterday, that he's providing $100 million to um, the Palestinians. I mean, (laughs) this is a tough one. I mean, some people might not say it's tough at all, but you just can't let these people just not have water, electricity. I mean, they're going to, they're going to, you have 2 million people over there. I don't know what the right answer is. There is there is no right answer because it, it's almost like these the the Palestinian people and the Israeli people are not to blame. It's their governments. They they it's almost like they want this. They knew that the attack was going to happen, and they did nothing. Yeah. Until we get answers for that, Mark, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing at all we can do. We can't figure lick this out until we figure out how it started. We can just we can only speculate. Putin orders fighter jets armed with hypersonic missiles to begin round-the-clock patrols over the Black Sea. Patrols to give visual control of Mediterranean, he added. Well, I wonder what he's suspecting. What is he suspecting? Russia really hasn't been doing anything for a few months. Yeah. Um, Social media censors are using, quote, disinformation claims to silence free speech, 136 academics, historians, and journalists have warned. Social networks, government officials, universities, and NGOs are attempting to label legitimate opinions as fake news, according to the group of influential thinkers. Well, they've been going on for about, what, 10 years? <laughs> it only picked up heavily in the last three. Welcome to the party, um, pal. Yep. Fireworks shot at Israeli consulate in Istanbul, Turkey. 
Um, I wonder if we'll have another bit. I hope we don't. Like that. Yeah. Uh, or cobble. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or yeah. Uh, what was the one in? Uh, what was the one in Vietnam? Um, Saigon. Call of Saigon. Yeah. Uh, Israel calls on its citizens to leave Turkey immediately. Um, this is going back to the hospital. Uh, German health minister Lauterbach believes we have an info, info pandemic now where everything is questioned. Hmm, I wonder why. Because you helped perpetrate this. And then everyone that had a different opinion was, was thrown off the internet. Yeah. And the guy with the glasses who with the side part, uh, scraggly hair that wanted to lock down everyone in Germany and, and make everyone get vaccinated against COVID-19. Uh, Greta Thunberg has been detained by police in London while protesting oil companies. Bush, last time we, we, we debunked that one. The last time it ended up being yeah. a fake patch. She was laughing during it. So. Yeah. Well, they even cuffed. Yeah. Putin meets dear friend Xi Jinping in Beijing. Great job. Great job, Joe. Just putting, you know, pushing the Russians and the Chinese culture together. I mean, look at these. They're having a blast. It's like they're, it's like they're out to the pond or something. Yep. Yeah, this was as of two days ago. And this was, uh, we'll end with this one. Um, Poland's ruling National Conservative Party, PIS, loses majority in election. Final results confirmed. Joe, uh, this is not good for the Polish people. Um, this puts Poland more in line with the European Union rather than, say, Hungary. Uh, this is a country that was not taking in any migrants at all. Uh, very based Catholic country. Some of the most devout Catholics in the whole world live in Poland. Um, they were incentivizing people for having families and having children. And now you're going to see Poland fall in line with pretty much the rest of Europe, which we know uh, is one large heaping pile of shit. Joe, that's all I got. All right. I don't have much more, Mark. Um, all I have to say is, like I said, like at the beginning of the episode, if we're going to ever put not only boots on the ground, but if we're going to give Israel or Palestine or anyone anything like we did with Ukraine, we got to know, we got to know, hey, how this start first? We got to get answers first. We're not, we're not going to do another Iraq. We're not going to do another Afghanistan. We're not going to do all. In, in World War II, we had answers. In World War One, I, I, I mean, I guess we had answers. You could, you could question the sinking of, of that ship all you want, but... At least we got answers. We nine eleven, like I said, we, we we invaded the wrong countries. Just weird. So we want answers. How did this happen before we do anything this time? Mark, anything else? That's all I got. It'd be nice to get a fastest two minutes, Joe. As I said, it's a special request from your co-host over here uh, for our next episode. And uh, that's it, guys. Stay on top of this news. Uh, Dan Bongino roll. Wait 24 hours before you determine if something is true or false, as we thought, saw with that Gaza hospital um, explosion, if we want to call it that. That was that rule almost worked out to a freaking T. Within 24 hours, that was debunked. As I said before, and I've told people this, it's hard to determine where you are getting your news from. 
What can you believe? What is true and what isn't true? That is going to be the greatest challenges we have as citizens of this country, of this world, as we move forward uh, in this decade and beyond. So, Joe, that's all I got. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I'm Dr. Joe. You heard the professor, Mark. This has been your favorite anti-war podcast, Thinking Logically.